Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today is October 25th, 2019. On this day in 1965, serial killer Maury Travis was born in Ferguson, Missouri, a small suburb in the greater St. Louis area. Maury was likely guilty of 17 different murders, and he was most notable for his capture. He was the first serial killer caught with the help of the World Wide Web. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Every day, we flip back the calendar to this date years ago and recount one event from true crime history. Today, we're going back to October 25th, 2001, Maury's 36th birthday. He'd already managed to get away with an estimated eight murders and wasn't even an official suspect yet. He felt untouchable immortal, but he was about to come crashing back to Earth. Before we unpack the implications of Maury's life, crimes, and arrest, let's return to a quiet duplex in St. Louis. It was late evening on October 25th, 2001, and Maury Travis was celebrating his birthday alone. No cake, no candles, no presents, or guests singing happy birthday, just the way Maury liked it. He'd always been a loner. He was more comfortable away from idle chit-chat and forced pleasantness. And when Maury Travis began his 36th year, he did so without fanfare, which wasn't to say he didn't have his own ways of celebrating. Maury's favorite activity required a lot of advanced planning, a believable alibi, and hours spent chatting up sex workers until he found just the right victim. He didn't have the time or the energy to manage all of that on this night, but he had other ways of marking the occasion. 
On special evenings like this one, he'd pull the blinds, turn off the lights, and turn his TV volume down low to ensure privacy. He'd run his fingers along his shelf of VHS tapes, skipping over blockbuster hits and broad comedies until he found a well-worn video labeled Your Wedding Day. The title was misleading, but Maury treasured the footage as much as any groom might cherish a real wedding video. The tape captured the most important moments of Maury's life. How he'd tie women up, assault them, and then enact his favorite, even more violent fantasies. On nights when Maury couldn't fulfill his drive to kill, he'd whet his appetite by re-watching the home movies. From the TV screen, he'd taunt the women, laughing and cursing at them while they begged for their lives. He found that this was more entertaining than anything Hollywood had ever put out. Best of all, each segment climaxed in the same way. Maury would strangle his victim. The unfeeling camera captured each desperate flail and flinch until every single victim was dead. Maury could watch the recordings for hours, and luckily, he had ample footage to replay for his own enjoyment. Yes, a video viewing would be the perfect way to celebrate his birthday, at least until he could host another film shoot. Next, we'll look at the broader picture of Maury Travis's life. For a year, he compulsively killed, believing he'd committed the perfect murders. But then he grew arrogant and sent reporters a map that led police right to his door. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now back to the story. Maury Travis was a prolific serial killer who, among other things, enjoyed recording his kills on tape. In 2001, Maury was known as a quiet loner. A year later, his neighbors would be astonished to learn of the violence he'd been capable of in their sleepy neighborhood. But to better understand Maury's case, we need to look at the years that led up to his first kills. On October 25, 1965, Maury Travis was born in Ferguson, Missouri. He grew up in a tight-knit but financially impoverished community. To everyone who knew him, Maury Travis seemed like an unremarkable kid. He was a mediocre student, incredibly shy and withdrawn. He made little impression on his peers or his teachers. For extra pocket change, he'd perform yard work at his neighbors' houses. But otherwise, he didn't seem to have any hobbies. He didn't play sports or join clubs. For most of his childhood, he seemed to exist without leaving the slightest impression on his classmates or teachers. Unnoticed and unsupported, teenage Maury fell into juvenile delinquency. 
He briefly served in the Army Reserve after his high school graduation in 1985, but this did little to stem his dark impulses. In 1987, Maury enrolled as an undergrad at Morris Brown College in Atlanta. There he became addicted to cocaine. He soon began committing robberies and petty crimes to finance his habit. His transgressions led to his arrest and a five-year stint in prison. 28-year-old Maury was released on June 14, 1994. He moved to a duplex in his hometown of Ferguson, Missouri. Maury's legal troubles hurt his social standing and his reputation, but still, Nobody suspected his darkest secret. He was a serial killer. Beginning in late 1994, Maury began hiring sex workers who he'd imprison in his basement and torture, then strangle to death. He killed at least 17 women in this way. His victims disappeared without generating much attention, and he left behind few clues. After a childhood of staying quiet and unnoticed, Maury continued to evade detection as an adult. With the police baffled, Maury became increasingly arrogant. He started writing letters to reporters, taunting them with information about the murders. But the world was changing, and new technology would be Maury's undoing. In the spring of 2002, Maury mailed a missive to a reporter. It included a web-generated map to where one of his victims was buried. Maury had no idea that the website, Expedia.com, retained records of every search that was run, including the IP address of the querying computer. Nor did he know that police would immediately zero in on his home terminal and determine his physical address from there. His letter and the map it contained unwittingly directed the police straight to his own front door. On June 7, 2002, St. Louis police officers arrested Maury Travis in his home. Before Maury could face charges, however, he died of suicide in his jail cell. Much like his victims, Maury's cause of death was strangulation. His mother, Sandra, inherited the house that Maury had lived and killed in. Ever entrepreneurial, she rented it out to unsuspecting tenants. In 2014, a resident made the national news when she tried to break her lease after learning that she'd unknowingly moved into the site of numerous murders. Maury Travis's case was notable in part because of the precedent it set. Now, web companies regularly cooperate with authorities and use public information like IP addresses in police investigations. In the past decade and a half, police and privacy groups have clashed over differing outlooks on how browsing information should be collected and shared. Since Maury's arrest in 2002, the internet has only become more prevalent in our society. Within a decade, the number of active internet users more than quadrupled to over 2 billion worldwide in 2012. Usage has only increased since then. Maury Travis's strange case highlights the potential benefits and potential dangers of our internet use. 
the web simplifies and improves our lives in many ways and makes it easier for criminals to be caught by the police. But the internet also leaves our secrets vulnerable to discovery, whether they be simply personal or dark beyond belief. For more information on Maury Travis's crimes and his arrest, check out his episodes of Serial Killers, which explore his criminal past and the psychological factors that led to his murderous impulses. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals like Today in True Crime for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media, and is part of the ParCast Network. It is produced by Max and Ron Cutler, sound designed by Russell Nash, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Paul Mahler, Maggie Admire, and Travis Clark. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Angela Jorgensen. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Vanessa Richardson.